Oh, welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. And a happy hump day from everybody here at Prime Sports World. I'm, of course, your host, David on Point Hump. And right there is the CEO, Mr. Israel Rivera. Welcome into the show. And please like, share, and subscribe. And if you do happen to miss us live, you can check us out on the streamer, streaming, plethora uh, of streaming services over there. Uh, link is in the chat. Uh, but yeah, on today's show, we're going to talk about top defensive prospects. If you missed our show last week, we did offensive prospects. Go ahead and check that out. We are only eight days away from the NFL draft, and so we're getting into the nitty-gritty. Uh, and Izzy, man, there's some really good defensive prospects in this year's draft. Um, yeah, there's just some boys, man. There's some guys. You are muted. You're muted. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of depth here, especially at the defensive back position. Uh, defensive back and um, uh, in defensive line, into either interior or edge rush. Not so much linebacker, though. There's not a yeah. lot of linebacker depth in this draft class. Yeah, so. the highest, highest rated linebacker was like, it was like prospect number 30. Um, so yeah. not not the ideal linebackers class. Uh, just a heads up, I pulled these prospects from Pro Football Focus. Uh, I did tweak a little bit for the guys I like a little bit better than the guys on their list, but most of this list comes from Pro Football Focus. Uh, anybody who's not on the list, we'll talk about after uh, we get through it. Let's talk about defensive tackles. Uh, that's headlined by Jalen Carter out of Georgia and uh, Jacqueline Roy. Uh, LSU is the 10th rated defensive tackle as we start at the defensive tackle position. Let's talk about Jalen Carter here for a second. Um, what do you think all of the off-field stuff and how he looked at his combine and his pro day is going to affect his draft stock? Um, well, the off-the-field stuff, that's a whole other story. Let, let me talk about his pro day. I think, I think the off-the-field stuff kind of contributed to the pro day stuff. Um, I don't think that's a, um, any indication that he's like not a hard worker or anything like that. I think some teams will believe that. I think there will be a team that says, okay, I don't care about that pro day. Let me, I saw the tape. I saw enough of the tape. And that's, that's the guy that I, I'm, I'm going to get. Um, I don't know where his head's at when it came to that pro day, but it was, it was awful. Um, yeah. It was that awful. Uh, for a top prospect, for a guy that's considered to be a possible top three draft pick um, in this draft class, um, the off the field stuff, um, I, it's um, uh, well unfortunate. I mean, it, you know, it was accidental, but the you know the not I don't you know the not being truthful with the um, with law enforcement um, kind of draws red flags. Like um, you know, like it, you know, is this kid you know? Um, you know, is he who he says he is? Is he truthful? Is he honest? You know, are we going to have to worry about this guy, you know, uh, when he leaves the locker, when he leaves the football stadium? Um, those kind of questions do come up for, for NFL uh, boardrooms and executives. So, yes, I do think it will affect his draft stock. I do think he falls out the top five. Definitely out the top five. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think it's more the pro day than the off the field stuff. I think yes, you know, that, that's already been resolved. I mean, he's already I think he pled guilty already to it. Um, so most mm -hmm. of that's already been taken care of. Uh, he, I don't believe he'll start the NFL like coming to the NFL on their player or whatever that league list is called. Um, so I, I think that's a good sign. Um, 
but yes, it, that pro day for sure did hurt him. Uh, out of everybody, he's obviously the best defensive tackle in this draft. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, he's the best defensive tackle prospect they've graded since Quentin Williams in 2014. Uh, he graded at a 92.3 this past season in 2022, and he went up against big-time talent like he played in the sec went up against you know sec offensive linemen and dominated a week on a week out um i'm not so I'm, i think the pro day does hurt him and the and the combine hurt him as well um but you look at his body work you watch the film you realize that this guy can go yeah he's um 6'3 314 he's fast off he's quick off his release um i mean when you look at the the, the film he's a pocket pusher uh he's a guy that 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 from the interior lineman position he could he can he could get you double digit sacks um, at the pro level, especially with the spacing and the splits and all of that good stuff. Um. So yeah, I I I I think I think this kid this kid, you know, it could very well turn out to be. You remember that kid from from the Cowboys? Remember the kid from LSU? Um, the offensive lineman, where he was kind of in question for like maybe murdering his girlfriend or it, it, well, anyways he was a suspect and he cooperated with police but he ended up sliding to the seventh round i forget what his name is but he ended up becoming a pro a pro bowler and and and, and all of that good stuff it's kind of similar to jalen carter I, th- I think he'll slide not to the seventh round he'll probably slide uh, out. I, I i think he'll still be in the top 10. yeah he'll be in the top 10. he won't slide to the seventh round but you know J- jalen carter is a guy is a guy that um when I look at him, he's going to be a perennial. Uh, Lyle Collins. Yeah, Lyle Collins. Lyle Collins. That's who I'm talking about. Lyle Collins. Yeah. It's kind of reminiscent of that in a way, you know, but he's not going to slide the seventh round. Lyle Collins should have been the first round pick. But anyways, Jalen Carter is a guy that, I mean, he played top. He played in the best uh, conference in college football. He dominated in the best conference in college. He was the best player on a historical defense. Um, and there's no questions about it. When you put the tape on, he's – He's he's built for the pro level. He is he he's got the NFL body. He's got the quickness. He's got the strength. He's got the size. Um, he's he could take on double teams. He could push the pocket. Uh, he's a guy that could possibly get you um, you know seven to ten sacks a season from the interior defensive lineman position, which is great. Um, and he's a guy that could be a perennial All Pro guy for the next ten to fifteen years. If so, if so. so let's talk about the other guys on this list. So, any of these guys you think will be overdrafted or undervalued? Just any of these guys, the other guys that jump out on your jump out to you. Uh, I know the kid from Pittsburgh had a all time combine. Um, a lot of comparisons with Aaron Donald. I don't. Know, I think it's really fair to put that kind of expectations on him. But based on the pro day, that's the kind of conversation they like. Kind of league that he put himself in. I, I think he's going to be a really good football player, and I think he could be a steal in this year's draft. Yeah, um, Cali Cansey's he's definitely going to be a steal in his draft. I mean, he's a guy that, um, you know, he, was, he wasn't he was talked about too. I mean, Pittsburgh wasn't that great. I mean, he he stood out on the Pittsburgh team. But this, this past season, they weren't that great. The year before, you know, with Kenny Pickett and those guys, they won the ACC and all of that good stuff. But, um, yeah, this is a guy that he, he had an excellent pro. He had an excellent um, combine. I mean, he just stood out. I mean, four, from, six, seven, and the forty-yard the dash. I mean, that's 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 really <laughs> impressive. Was, he was blazing fast at the interior lineman position. Um, yeah, he's. I, I, I'm not gonna put those expectations of Aaron Donald on him at all. Uh, but he's a guy that that you know it, it very well could end up being the best out of this position in this draft class uh, when it's all said and done. 
Uh, so any of these other guys you're looking at this list, uh, Brian Breeze at one point was a top five prospect yes. in this year's draft has fallen as Clemson didn't have as good a season. Not as fast. Yeah. Yeah. Any of these other names, these other guys that you think could be, could be valuable. Um, you know what? I like, you know, there's a, there's a guy, you know, the, the kid from Baylor. I like that kid. I, you know, I'm not sure, you know, it's combine numbers were okay. You know, but I mean, the kid from Baylor, when you put on a tape, I mean, the kid, the kid can flat out play. 358 be, pounds, uh, had 33 pressures in 2021. He's a prototypical three, four guy. He's a nose tackle. And he's a guy that could definitely, he's a, he's a double, double team eater. He's a space eater. He's a gap eater. He's a gap monster. So that's a guy that, that, that you have to look out for. Uh, I mean, we've, we've saw guys that, you know, in the past, you know, that, that, that play that, that, that well in the nose tackle position, he's a guy that, that I'm really looking out for to see who can pick him up um, at the next level. But I think he'll he'll be a guy that I gotta look out for. He's probably undervalued, but he could play some football for Baylor. Uh, so of these guys, uh, how about overvalued? What do you think is maybe a little bit too high on some people's list? Uh, overvalued, um, mm, man. Honestly, I want to. I want you know. It's in. It's in between Brian Barisi and Maisie Smith. Um, man. I, I you know I, I I'm probably gonna have to go with Brian Barisi. Um, over Maisie Smith, that's overvalued. I think he'll get picked over Maisie Smith. Yeah, um, even though I, I know mean, Brian, 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 Brian Breezy is like a fringe first rounder, but at this point, but yeah, at this point, but yeah, before he used to be, you know, a top fifteen guy, you know, but he he's he's a guy that's that top ten guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a guy that's definitely a little overvalued in my my opinion. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he slipped to the second round. Just based off of like Clemson season this past season, I, I actually think I, I I think Brian Breezy will be a first round pick at some point. I think getting that extra year, I mean that frame six five three hundred pounds, you can't really teach that. Oh, he's big. Um, he's massive. He's a he's huge massive. human being. Like he's a very yeah, large he's, human being. He's um, a very large human being. Uh, moving on from the tackle, let's talk about the edge rushers. Uh, really deep edge rusher class here. Uh, we got a headline with Will Anderson. I can't pronounce that that name. That kid from USC. So I'm not going to try. Um, but we uh, also have Tuli. I just call him Tuli. Tuli, all right, Tuli, and then we got the kid from Northwestern, uh, B.J. Ojolari, who's the brother of the kid who got drafted a few years ago, uh, and then yeah, you know, just some good names here: Nolan Smith, who did some some real big favors at the combine, uh, Miles Murphy, the Iowa and Iowa State kid. Uh, just any of these names kind of jumping out at you as uh, guys that you don't want to miss out on when it comes to Ed Rush position. All of them. No, I'm just playing. Um... Definitely a guy I don't want to miss on. Definitely a guy that I don't want to miss on is Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. I don't want to miss out on that guy. That guy, that guy has got the potential to get 15 plus sacks from the get go. Um, he, I mean, he led the he played college football uh, by far in quarterback pressures by a large margin. Um, obviously, Will Anderson's been talked about for the last two years. He's he's a no brainer. Um, I mean, that, that guy. I think that guy is going to become like a generational type talent. Who Tyree? Uh, Will Anderson. Will, Will, Will Anderson. Yeah, Will Anderson. Yeah, he he's a, he's a guy that would be a generational type of guy. A Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson's a guy that very interesting prospect. I don't want to. I don't want to miss out on that guy. And then later second round kind of guy. I don't want to miss out on the kid from Northwestern. I mean, his combine numbers were just absurd, <laughs> absolutely insane. <laughs> and I don't want to miss out on a guy like that if I have a chance to get him in the second round because I know he'll go in the second round. 
I don't. He won't be in the first round. He'll go in the I, I think. I, I think there is. I, I think a sneaky. I think he could end up sneaking into the first round. Uh, you know, a team like Kansas City kind of falls in love with him, and like they, because they just lost Frank Clark. I think there could be a scenario where he ends up in the first round. Yeah, that, that could be. There's a team that we fall in love with all his damn combine numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, I just you know when I come when it comes to Northwestern season last year, they didn't win a lot of football games. Um, and when I look at the tape, um, I know he's, I know, you know, sometimes I, I don't, I, I know he had a great combine, but sometimes when I look at the tape, his motor isn't there all the way, but that could be taught at the next I level. think, I think a lot of players, a lot of teams in general just fall in love with this with combine, combine number. Yeah. They fall in yeah. love with the combine numbers and they kind of don't watch the rest of his tape because you watch it. Yeah. He wasn't dominant. Like, cause you, he wasn't as dominant as you think your combine numbers would, would justify. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I mean, he, if he pick, gets picked in the first round, like in the top twenty, that's reaching for him, in my opinion. I, I don't think I don't reaching. I don't think he'll get taken there. Um, no, he won't. But that's um, reaching though. So maybe <laughs> one of these guys that are maybe a little bit undervalued. Um, somebody you think is going to be drafted? It's going to overperform whatever they get wherever they get drafted on the list here. Oh, the guy you just mentioned that you get Tuli Tui Puluot. I, you know what? We run the college football show every every week, me and Christian, and, and we we still can't get his name right. Me and me, me and Christian <laughs> just started calling Thule after a while. We just like, hey, Thule, Thule from USC, Thule from USC led the nation in sacks at thirteen and a half this past season. Thule is a guy that can get after it. He is a football player. The only thing about Thule is, is that. His burst off the football is not as quick as those other guys in the top five, which is why he's undervalued. Like he's not as quick as Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy, or Luke or Will Mc. All those other guys are quicker than him off the ball. But this guy knows how to get to the quarterback. He's can set the edge. He's a guy that can stop the run. He's a guy that can uh, uh, pressure the quarterback. He can push the pocket as well. Um. He's a guy that can fit in a three-four scheme, though. I, he won't be a line. He won't be a linebacker that can stand up, but he's a defensive end that can put his hand in the ground. However, that however, I, do you know if that I, makes I, sense? I like uh, I like Miles or four-three or four-three defensive end that puts his hand in the ground. He's not an outside linebacker like a Will Anderson or a Tyree Wilson type that's going to be able to stand up and kind of play the flat as well if he needs to. He's a guy that's going to put his hand in the ground and he's going to get after it from the defensive end position. I like uh, I like Miles Murphy coming out of the edge position. He's also probably more of that, you know, that probably more of just a four, straight defensive end. I don't think he can play outside linebacker uh, in a three four. Um, but he's 6'5", 268 pounds, four five three in the forty, which is ninety seven percentile of all uh, edge rushers ever. Uh, Thirty one inch vertical, which gives you some concern, but a three cone technique. All of his measurables were really solid. Uh, I like Miles Murphy as a draft prospect. Six five two sixty eight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's, I mean, and he's, he's massive as, as all hell too. I mean, I, you know, God, him and Brian Brees, man, Brian Brees, mm-hmm. were just yeah. massive on that Clemson offensive line. Uh, on the other side of this coin, somebody you think is maybe overvalued uh, could end up being one of those busts that we talk about down the, in the future. Uh, definitely Nolan Smith from Georgia. I know, I know he's got good numbers, but when I turn on the tape, um, he kind of disappears sometimes as well. He's a guy that could be a bust, especially he's going to get picked pretty. He, he'll get picked 
in the top 20. I look at a guy like Lucas Von Ness. I mean, he's kind of that same mold as all these other Iowa pass rushers that come into the NFL. Like A.J. Epinesa never really panned out of the NFL. Uh, I think he could be end up being overvalued and overdrafted. Just don't think the pedigree's there. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. But, I mean, he's 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 definitely a guy. He's got good measurable. I mean, he's a big dude, too. Yeah. He's a big dude as well. So, uh, number three uh, on pro football focuses, uh, but he only had 80 overall grade, uh, 46 pressures on 271 fast snaps. Uh, moving yeah, on. Yeah, that's, that's not going to get it done. And, and Nolan Smith in rightfully, he only had three sacks, man. I yeah. mean, three three sacks all season. Um, I mean, I know he, he at the outside linebacker position. I mean, that's not going to get it done. I didn't I didn't like his motor at times, so. Uh, moving on from there with the linebacker position, uh, the number one linebacker is the kid out of Washington State, and the, the I guess the tenth rated linebacker is the kid out of Alabama. I do not think there is a you know Brian Urlacher or Luke Luke Kuechly in this in this class. Um, it's just not a great linebacking class, and I think Jack Campbell was my guy though. It'd be one of those classes where no linebacker goes in the first round. Yes or no? Yes, no. There's, there's not gonna, there, none of these linebackers are gonna go in the first round because you know what? Out of all these linebackers, there's just when I like to look at a linebacker, I mean, I want to see like athleticism, side to sideline speed, and I don't, I, I don't really, I don't like Henry, Henry Toto or the Toto. I, I forgot how to pronounce his last name from Alabama. He's got that a little bit of that. Demarvin, Demarvion Overshawn from uh, Texas. He's definitely got sideline to sideline speed, but when I when I look at it, I mean, is he gonna get killed by a tight end like like a Travis? Like he's gonna get killed by like the bigger tight ends? Like if he's going if he's got a check um, ran a four um, five six in the forty yard dash. Oh, I mean, I mean, that's all in great and dandy. That's what I'm saying. Sideline to sideline speed, he's awesome. But I, I don't want him to get killed by you know in terms of physicality. In terms yeah. of like a big tight end when six, it comes three, to like a Mark Andrews. 6'3", six, six, 229 pounds coming out of college. It's really he's not a big even boy. bigger than – Yeah. yeah but he's, he's a big boy. He's a big boy, but he's got some sideline to sideline speed. I like his sideline to sideline speed. But there's a guy, man, tackling machine, man. This guy's academic All-American. This guy is the best he, – he won the um the best linebacker award in college. Jack Campbell out of Iowa. He's a guy that is going to be a tackling machine – at the next level. He just doesn't have the athleticism that I want to see from a top flight linebacker. Yeah, four six five in the 40, uh, but he's six six five, two hundred and forty-nine pounds. Like he ends up probably being a middle linebacker, um, somebody you could have in your roster for 10 years. Yeah, and he definitely doesn't have the the, the great sideline to sideline speed. Like if he goes against one of those, like if he's in the in open field against uh you know anybody, or, any scat yeah. linebacker, he's gonna get left in the dust. He's gotta work on that speed a little bit, but I mean, uh, speed is hard to teach. I mean, you either got it. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to teach. I mean, you. I mean, you either you got it or you don't, man. That's it. So, uh, any of these names other than Jack Campbell kind of jump out at you as guys that you think will be un- are undervalued. <sighs> undervalued. Um, you know what? I always like those Wisconsin linebackers. Nick Herbig's a, a guy that I that I like. I mean, he's he, he had some good production there at Wisconsin. He's a guy that's undervalued. I could see him. Um, I could see him playing some good football there. I mean, in the last couple of years, we've seen Wisconsin linebackers have some success at the next level. Um, so yeah, Nick Herbig's a guy that I think is undervalued in this draft class at the linebacker position. On the other side of the coin, how about the guys that you know maybe will be overdraft you and could end up being a bust? 
Um, um, well, I don't think any of these guys are going to get overdrafted. Um, yeah, the high, the highest rated guy is uh, the kid from Washington State, uh, Henley, uh, thirty eight on the big board here, at Pro Football Focus, um, and then the kid from Alabama, Henry Toto I think that's how it's pronounced. Tutu, I I call him Tutu. I don't, you know, Toto. One hundred sixty eight for his uh, ranking in the top ten. Uh, Noah Sewell is one hundred forty five. He's only twenty years old. Um, that's really that's amazing. that now that's key right there. He's twenty. He's young. Uh, a can't, kid can't even drink yet. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure he has had a drink, but he can't drink legally yet. But I mean, for a kid that young, um, you know, to come in, he's a top 10 linebacker in the draft class. There's a lot to work with there. Um, yeah, I mean, if I had to say, you know, it'd probably be the number one guy. I mean, you don't want to reach on any of these linebackers. You kind of want to draft them where they're going to fall, right? Um, you draft the kid from Washington State, Henley, who's a nice player, great player, got great sideline to sideline speed. He's got he, he can cover tight ends, fast tight ends. Um, he's, he he can tackle in the open field as well. Uh, he can cover out in the flat. Um, but I just he doesn't stand out to me like some of the other. He, he's he's, all, he's also out. an older prospect. I mean, he's going right. to be twenty. He's going to be twenty four by the time by next year. Um, mm-hmm. By the time this by the time the season's at the halfway point, he's going to be twenty four years old. Uh, he did run a four five four in the combine, which is pretty yes. blazing. Which is pretty blazing fast. Um, six two at twenty four pounds. At 24 years old, David, we're saying that this kid only really has eight good years in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean depending on how it goes, I mean, Man, not even. Have, I mean, linebackers no, become like a running back four. of the defense. Yeah, four years, four years. The, the, the shelf life is four years. Yep, pretty much on average. From linebackers, let's talk about those cornerbacks. Uh, we got a good list here. The top five guys are probably going to go in the first round. Uh, started off with Kristen Gonzalez, uh, Trevelyus Hodges, Hot Hamilton. Is he ready to LT? He's the uh, no, I don't, I don't know if he is, but he's the um, he he won the Thorpe Award um, this past year, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know that kid's that kid's a ball hawk. That kid that kid can play. That kid can play. I think the other guys up above, ahead of him, are just uh, just a little bit bigger. Because Trav Trav Hodgson, ah, Travis Travis Hodges Thompson is only like five. He's 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 not that big, as opposed to like Christian Gonzalez is six three. Devin Witherspoon six one. Physical press corner. Jory Porter is six six over six foot. He's a press corner. Uh, the kid from uh, uh, Cam Smith. Uh, from South Carolina is another press corner, big corner. Deontay is, Beck is another uh, big corner. L, L, uh, THT is uh, LT's uncle, or LT is the uncle of THT. Yeah, yeah, and I believe I believe he's only like five nine, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he's the 59th rated prospect. He is five eight. Five eight. Yeah, he's a small linebacker. He's a small cornerback. Uh, five eight, 178 pounds, four four oh. one speed. Yeah. Oh, I so mean, he's, he's, he's gonna have to put on thirty pounds at least. <laughs> he's a nickel corner at best. When I look at it, I mean, when I look at him, I, I look at like a Darius Slay type of player. Um, he's a guy that I mean, can it, jump it, if, you, if you could, if you could shake your career out to be a Darius Slay, that's a victory. Like Darius Slay is a <laughs> big time corner. <laughs> no, no, honestly, no, honestly, I mean, this kid, this kid. He 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 showed some time. I mean, we saw TCU. I mean, last year. I mean, he had he had three interceptions. I mean, he had a lot of he had fifteen pass deflections last year, which was tied for third in the uh, in the nation. Um, so yeah, this kid this kid you know he 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 can cover. 
Uh, but I mean, when he goes, you know, you're going against a six one, six two, six three wide receiver uh, at the next level. Uh, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be you know hard for you if you're if you're slide of frame. So let's let's talk about the, the let's talk about the top two guys because uh, they're probably gonna be top ten picks, both of them, uh, Devin Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez. Uh, I have Christian Gonzalez. I actually think is the number one cornerback prospect uh, over what Pro Football Focus has. But if you had to pick between one of those two guys and you can only have one. Which is the one you'd rather have? Oh man. Oh gosh. I watch I watch I watch late night football because you know I, I stay up late and I'm, I'm yeah. a betting guy. So I, I watch a lot of late night football. Oh man, this is a tough one, man. They both do a lot of the same things. They both do a lot of the same things. If if I had to pick though, I'd I'd gotta go Devin Witherspoon. He's just a little tougher, he's a little stronger. Right. And he could play, he can, he can, he can play your slot and he can play your outside guy as opposed to Christian Gonzalez might have some trouble with the speedier guys in the inside out the slot position. If, if that makes sense. Right, David, I think he's a guy that he can play. I mean, he he can definitely lock down. Your he, ran, he ran a four, three, eight in the combine, man. I, I know. I know that. Is- I know that. I know that. But those tall cornerbacks, man, those tall cornerbacks just scare me when it comes to the small guys and the inside releases. They just scare me, man. I just, I just don't know, like the fluidity in the hips. You know, the small, shorter guys. You know, the West Walker type of guys. I mean, he's, he's, he's only six, he's only six one. He's two inches taller than Devin Witherspoon. Like it's, what are we talking about here? I'm, no, I'm saying he's he's a tall. No, he's a, he's about he's about six two. He's about what? He's well, what six co- two? According to Pro Football Focus, six one. He's six one. Hey, he looks like he's damn near six two out there. Um, split hairs here. His birthday right, is right, coming right. up. He's, 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 he's a big dude. He's got, he's got those long arms too. Um, man, yeah, I'm going Devin Witherspoon though. I've seen I've seen you know I. I, I I've seen so much of Devin Witherspoon. I might be a little biased here, but I'm going Devin Witherspoon. I just think he's a little tougher in, in, in out that cornerback position. I think he could be more of a more of a shutdown guy. If TJ if TJ if TJ was here, he'd agree with you. But I'm all, I'm going to disagree. Yes, he would. Guy. Yes, he would. Uh, <laughs> I, I think Christian Gonzalez is the best cornerback prospect in this year's draft. Uh, he's shown the size, speed, lengths, hips, and belt ball skills. Uh, had four interceptions last season, and six pack breakups in 2022 after transferring to Oregon. Yeah, that's my guy. Uh, let's talk about the other three guys because those guys are all going to be like t- mid mid round picks in the first round, uh, anywhere between you know sixteen or seventeen to about twenty at the end of first round. And Deontay Banks, Joey Porter Jr., and Cam Smith. Of those three guys, who would you rather have? <sighs> I'm going. To, well, I mean, talent wise, yeah, I'm going Joey uh, Porter Jr. You're, you're 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 the GM. You're making the decision. Yeah, of, t- of yeah, those, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. All oh, for three sure. Of the, all, all three of those guys are still on the board. Which one? Would you, which one are you take? For, for sure. For sure. I'm going. I'm going. Joey Porter Jr. I'm going. Joey Porter Jr. Over those other two guys. Um, I, Deontay Banks. If I'm not mistaken, Deontay Banks is pretty tall. He's he's about he's, he's if that kid, I think that he, kid's he, about he, six three. He's six feet tall according to Pro Football. Is he six foot? Is he six foot? Yes. Jesus, man. This, this somebody's down here. I'm, I'm over. I'm thinking he's six three. Um. Yeah, I'm going Joey Porter Jr. When it comes to talent, man, I mean Joey Porter Jr. He's been talked about the last couple years. Um, oh, he's got the pedigree. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, he's got the pedigree. I'm going Joey Porter Jr. Man, that kid suffers nails. Um, but you know what? I wouldn't be surprised, man. Cam Smith ends up being better than both of those guys. So that's just me. But I- I'm going Joey Porter Jr. Though I'll agree with you. Thank I'm taking you. Joey Porter Jr. Uh, let's real quick before we move over to safeties. Uh, which of these guys do you think will be either under uh, under or overvalued? If you had to 
one guy for over, one guy for under of the rest of those. Um, man, overvalued. Mm. I'll go. I'll go Deontay Banks for overvalued. Yeah, I was gonna say I, Deontay I, I, Banks. I just, I just don't see it. I know he drew ran a four three five in the forty. He had a forty two inch vertical, eleven and a half foot broad jump, which is insane. But it just doesn't. His tape just doesn't reflect that. So. No, it doesn't. And I mean, he played for Maryland. I mean, six two two oh five. I mean, he's a long dude. Um, and and, six, and when we talk about he's six foot one hundred ninety seven. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at ESPN. They got his measurables okay. at six two two oh five. That's probably there's there, those measurables, David. Without shoes, I bet those, those were, are without bet, shoes, not cleats. I bet, cleats raise, I, I bet it's somewhere in between there. Cleats, 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 cleats raise you up about two inches. Just letting you know that, right? So they probably raising him. They say he's six two, he's six three. They, they those other guys raising, putting him without shoes. They saying he's six foot, uh, whatever and a half. Um, the kid said the, the 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 tape the shit says he's six two two oh five. I'm gonna go with that. But yeah, he's overvalued in my opinion. Undervalued. I'm gonna go with my guy Trey Tht from TCU. Um, definitely undervalued. But Emmanuel Forbes as well from Mississippi State. Definitely undervalued. I think he could be a really good cornerback prospect, um, you know, draft prospect coming out of this draft. Uh, I know he's out of the, those top five guys, but I wouldn't be surprised if he sneaks into the first round. I just realized I had that Cam Smith spelled wrong the whole time. Undervalued. Uh, I'm just saying I'm going to go Cam Smith. Uh, I think that guy is going to be good. Uh, it just depends on how good he's going to be uh, when he gets to the next level. Could be a really interesting as like a charger or like even as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, yeah. To the tips and safeties, uh, Brian Branch is in a league of his own. Uh, he's the only safety, according to the experts, who is willing to, worthy of being drafted in the first round. Uh, the next guy is Antonio Johnson, who's prospect number 46, uh, followed up by Penn State, uh, the kid from Penn State, who is prospect number uh, – hold on, I just pulled it up. Prospect number 126. So considerable drop-off between guy one and guy 10. <laughs> Which is, which is not the case when it comes to corners, right? Corners. So, uh, Devin Weatherspoon is seven. Uh, Tht is fifty nine. So, mm. yeah, yeah, no, he, he's getting picked in that second round, definitely for sure. He won a Thorpe Award, so you better pick in the second round. So, Brian Branch, um, um, obviously the best safety in this in this in this draft class. What makes him better than all the other safeties in this class? Versatility. Versatility, man. I mean, this guy, he could play a rover spot. He could play um, he could play all over the field, man. He could play at the line, in the box, um, play, you know, he, he covered the middle of the field. He's a hitter. He's a hard hitter, too, um, over the middle of the field. Um, Missed four tackles his entire uh, he's career. An excellent tackle. 100, 100, he had 174 career tackle attempts. He only missed four. Yeah, it's the he's, highest. He's, I mean, the high, he's the best well, shit. defensive back. PFF. Let me let me tell let me tell you let me tell you if you're playing for Nick Saban, you better not miss many tackles. <laughs> That's yeah. all I got to tell you because you ain't gonna play if you miss tackles. Um, yeah, and um, you know when I look at Antonio, a guy like Antonio Johnson, I like him too. He's a nice hard hitter as well. Um, can cover the field, but the I think the sleeper out of all the safeties is the kid from Florida State, Jamie Robinson. I like that kid. A lot. I, I think he'll get picked third, fourth round. He's definitely a sleeper out of all the safeties, in my opinion. 
I like yeah, that so, kid a lot. 74th rated safety in this year's class, uh, 5'11", 190 pounds, uh, 4'59 in the 40-yard dash. It was pretty impressive combine numbers there. Um, overall grade from Pro Bowl Focus is an 80. Um, was a four-year starter, I think, at Florida State, right? Yeah, four-year yeah, starter. Yeah, four-year starter, yeah. Um, this kid is a tackling machine, um, gang tackler. This kid had 99 total tackles, 46 solos, 53 assists. Uh, yeah, this kid can really get after it. Uh, and he has a lot of versatility, too. He's just not as big as those other guys, like Antonio Johnson, Brian Branch, uh, even Sidney Brown. Uh, but I like Jamie Robinson uh, as like uh, – he's, and I'll just say it, undervalued. He's definitely a guy that's undervalued. I mean, he, he played – so he, uh, as a four years of start, he played 630 snaps in the box, 759 deep, and then 1,300 being the primary slot defender. Yeah, his versatility is off the – Probably the, the chain. most complete safety in this draft class. Yeah, his versatility is off the chain. Off the chain. So on the other side, we already talked about who's undervalued. Let's talk about overvalued. Uh, who's going to be somebody who potentially is going to be overvalued at the safety position? Overvalued. Overvalued. I'll go. Man, you know what? Um, Godly, man. This is a tough one. It's got to be between Sidney Brown and Antonio Johnson. Um, pick one. It's a pick them um, in terms of overvalued. I'll go, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go with Antonio Johnson. How about that? Uh, he's the number two guy on your list, but he could be overvalued. I, I can see... I can see him kind of, you know, uh, you know, being a bust here. Um, I, I, you know, I, I thought that Texas A&M defense was going to be, you know, better last year. And he was, he was, and he was going to be the main guy. They started off in the top ten, and they kind of had some faults, um, you know, last year. They, 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 they were giving up big plays last year. Um, Texas A&M was, um, and so it's, you know, that tape, man, I just don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. Let's talk about players that were on my list. So under the radar slash seepers, who's, who do you got as the rest of the list uh, when it comes to players not on the list and maybe somebody you think should be on the list? I'll go ahead and start. I'll talk about Andre Carter the second. I know this is one of your yes. guys, but I wanted to talk about him a little bit. Uh, six <laughs> seven, two hundred fifty six pounds. Uh, the dude is just a freak athlete. Um, it was at one point it did seem like he was going to be the first Army prospect to ever be taken in the first round of the NFL draft. That does not appear to be the case anymore. Um, all of the questions about his eligibility uh, with his commitment to the Army uh, have been mm -hmm. sewn up. I don't believe he's going to have to. He will be able to play immediately. Uh, mm -hmm. Andre Carter II is a guy who is going to be a, he's going to be a good football player. He's going to play hard based on the Army pedigree. I'll st I'll stay right there the edge defender. I'll stay right there in the edge 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 guys as well. And Andre Carter the year before uh, was top ten. And I think Will Anderson led the nation in sacks. He was right there, right behind Will Anderson with seventeen and a half. I think this year he only had like three or so like that. Um, Godly fact check me on that one. But he was getting double teamed, triple teamed. I mean they were double teaming him. They'll check him with a with a with a halfback. I mean he was he was getting three four guys. Um, not four guys, but three guys at least hitting them on every play. Um, and that's what happens. Well, I, mean, I mean, when there's nobody, no, nobody else on the roster, that's kind of the way it goes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm going to stay with my guy from Notre Dame though. Isaiah Foskey is a guy that it, 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 it should be higher. He should have been on that damn list. He should be on the damn edge rusher list. What's going on? Uh, this guy uh, was the uh, first uh, round uh, draft pick prospect uh, last year. I, you know, sporting, sporting, sportingnews.com has him at five. So I don't know if he maybe pro football fo he must have pissed off pro football focus, but yeah, he's a he's out of the list uh, at there, but yeah, five at uh 
<laughs> He's sporting news, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, man, what the hell's going on here, man? Like, what are we doing here, man? Isaiah Fosky, man, it's a no-brainer. Come on, I, I, Andre no Carter brainer. was Andre Carter was the second leading sack guy in college football last season, um, sandwiched between no a guy, brainer, two guys, maybe the top five. And then, there, and then there's and then there's two other guys you didn't have on a list. All right, Chris Jericho. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Healy Ringo and Clark Phillips III. What's going on here, man? Come on, man. I, 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 I'm, taking, on? I'm taking this from Pro Football Focus. You can't, no, I got you, I got you. This, no, this Healy Ringo. So if 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 you know if you know it's for the guys that are watching the show and and they're like oh my god these two names weren't on the on on that list on the cornerback defensive back list Keely Ringo definitely should be on on that top ten list that David had he, that, he's and, gonna be a first he's he's gonna be a first round pick probably yes Keely Ringo should be on that first round pick and Clark Phillips the third definitely should be on that damn list as well ran four five one you you just excellent. made the list. Yes. <laughs> he, had, uh, he had six it, interceptions. It, it, he had six it, interceptions it, last year. Uh and he was he was amazing last year for Utah back to back Pac-12 uh champions there. So uh, Clark Phillips the third is definitely another guy that's an under under the radar sleeper guy. Shouldn't be a sleeper because he should probably get picked in the first round too. It'd probably be a second rounder. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's been our uh, uh, that's been our defensive top defensive prospects in the NFL draft. Uh, thank you very much for checking it out. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. If you do happen to miss us live, we also have a plethora of streaming platforms you can watch us. Link is in the chat. Uh, I'm David Huppin right there as the CEO, Mr. Israel Rivera, and Izzy. What do we do here at the Prime, my friend? Now, uh, David, you noticed I had a pen at the beginning of the show. We bring the heat. Hey, hey, we uh, don't miss tomorrow's content. We're going to be doing the crossover. We're talking about these NBA playoff series as every game will be at – every series will be at the second game uh, by the time we go on the air tomorrow. Uh, keep an eye out for that content. You guys all have a good night. Stay safe. Peace out, brother. Peace out, guys.